do we know anybody from South Philly that's like big? Rocky Balboa. Boom. That was a <laughs> rhetorical question, by the way. To the Strong Podcast. Carmen Del Mastro is in the building. Nooch. Those videos on the YouTube, man. Thank you so much for joining me today, course, my brother. Man. Thanks for having me. We did a live on my Instagram and YouTube as well. But let's get back to the origin story first, yeah. right? I always like to go through the story because then we get to know who that individual is and then see what you're doing now. If you haven't followed him on Instagram, check him out, man. The guy has so much when it comes down to dynamic movements and power. And he's probably one of the best movers I've seen on Instagram. Let's, I'll say that. I could say that. Saw me move yesterday in person. It was good. It was smooth. <laughs> it was smooth. I had, to, I had to catch up a little bit. Uh, so let's start off. Like, how'd you, how'd you begin, man? Like, what, Philly and then yeah. going to Chicago. So long, long time ago. I'm 35 now. Mm -hmm. um, my father was a fighter. It always goes back to him, no matter what I talk about. Um, yeah, if I get emotional talking about some of these things, it's just how I am. Yeah. A lot of these things are like near and dear to my heart, and it's just mm -hmm. who I am. It's how I was raised and whatnot. So. Um, but I was lucky enough to have the facility in my basement growing up, and it was never like a weird dynamic with my dad where it was like, you have to train. Yeah. Just get down there. Like, But if you were training, my dad was a professional fighter. Like, if you were training, mm -hmm. you're training. Yeah, for so sure. no excuses. You know, would have got along really yeah. well, man. That's it. <laughs> so, I mean, we were lucky enough to have the gym in the basement, um, and me and my brother would go down there. My brother was not the training type. Yeah. Then, like, the environment, I kind of no. just stuck it out. I was like, all right. This is for me. I'm down here um, through the midst on at a young age. What was it like in the beginning, like when you were when you were young, just like you had to go down into the basement and just hit the bag for like hours on end? Um, a lot of jabs. A lot of, of course. you're only going to jab. That's how you yeah, do it. Yeah, that's how you do you it. Stay, yeah. You stay with the jab for at least a couple months yeah, before so you can go into it. It's like he's right. He's uh, orthodox. I'm a southpaw. Nice. So he's just like you're like splitting image of me, but yeah. in left-handed. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just a great way to learn, just yeah. to get an athletic base fighting at a very young age and then basically was a baseball guy growing up soccer guy mm -hmm. football everything played everything probably should have went the soccer route if i'm being honest just mm -hmm. a little bit more for my skill set would okay. have been able to show off a little bit more of what i'm capable of doing i feel like as a baseball guy you're limited True. a little bit from yeah, an I athletic standpoint i can see that yep. i mean you look at center fielders, shortstops, second baseman, they're your athletic positions. Mm -hmm. I was a middle infielder, played both, tried to throw me in the outfield every once in a while, but I just didn't have the arm strength to play out there. Okay, because um, I was going to ask you, what, what would be like one of the prime benefits of being an outfielder, you know? I mean, just running, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it didn't really showcase, like, I couldn't throw anybody out at home plate gotcha. i just didn't have the arm strength so okay. i played shortstop for a long time and then once that's I got, because of yeah. lateral movement like you're yeah. moving yeah. like agility change mm -hmm. direction gotcha once i got to uh the division one level at temple university mm -hmm. i they moved me to second base and i felt way more comfortable there mm -hmm. um why is that footing wise you know yeah. being able to make an easier throw i was always good at flipping my hips so turning double plays from that position Makes i sense. just felt like a lot more comfortable like confident confidence wise being able to yeah. you know go into that the second the short hole and being able to backhand the ball and throw somebody out gotcha. with my body falling away as opposed to going the other direction or like third base in between that i wasn't making that throw gotcha. but yeah i mean just i feel like i could have done a lot more with the um soccer gotcha yeah i love that makes soccer. sense though watching you now like in your in your videos and things like that i could see definitely soccer i thought you were a soccer player honestly. yeah a lot of people do. i was trying to figure out like what does he do and i go <laughs> what does he do he's, i saw baseball i was like fucking baseball For yeah real? like but, but it was like i was always hurt though man that's yeah, the thing like my yeah. pops was, was very old school mm. in his training methods so yeah. it's like the old no pain no gain he's from philly yeah he box definitely gonna be old school man. <laughs> and it wasn't bad he was the type of guy that would like Throw a fifty-pound vest on you. Yeah. Ankle weights. Yeah. Wrist weights, and were you, then. Would you running up the the library? Were you running everywhere, up? bro? Yeah. The, uh, museum, the art museum. The museum. The art museum. Not there, but the there was plenty style. of steep hills as a youngster. Nice. But um, and then he would throw the uh, parachute on you too with the vest oh, yeah. and everything. That's just full, and then ankle weights on top yeah, of that. Everything. Might, yeah. might as well, right? Yeah, all the weight. So all right, so now baseball. Did you play basketball at all? No. A little bit. Little More bit? schoolyard gotcha. type gotcha. basketball guy. What do you think developed your athletic ability? Obviously, genetics do play a role in yeah. that, but like, what sport do you feel like carried over the most for what you do now? Boxing. 
yeah. the footwork. Nice. Bit hand-eye coordination. I like it. Yeah. Carol wouldn't really let me go too deep into the boxing. That's my mom, by the way. I just yeah. hit her with a Carol. Love, love <laughs> you, Carol. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, she would always be like, "You're not boxing. Yeah. You're not getting hit in the head." <laughs> eh, it was a great decision. Smart woman. Smart yeah. woman. But you I mean, those. I always wanted to really dive deeper into it, mm -hmm. but it was just limited. Gotcha. Got to make mom happy. So in high school, did you were you like were you training? You know, you start training, start doing strength conditioning, all yeah. that. Um, yeah, it was. The basement workouts. Yep. That's when they really started. For real. Uh, yeah. I know how that goes, man. Yeah. What was one of your first, like, major exercises that you did that you thought was, like, the best? <sighs> the sleds. My yeah. dad is huge into the sled pushes. Dope. Yeah, and it was just, like, whatever we can, whenever, wherever we can add more weight. And he was always just had me running and mm -hmm. not, like, distance, but sprints mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. Just, like, I always, I was born fast, and there's no better. That's not an excuse to not continue to get faster yeah, a lot of people yeah, yeah. use that as an excuse well i'm fast i don't need to run i'll just do yeah. it the booby miles yeah exactly this podcast is brought to you by vivo barefoot now check out vivobarefoot.com that's the minimalistic shoe that i've been rocking on all my videos if you've been watching my instagram and youtube those are the shoes that i've been wearing to help my foot gain full foot functionality strengthen up the intrinsic muscles of the feet to allow myself to perform better and then also reduce the risk of injury now i personally like the geo racer knit and the primus like three. Check them out. Go to VivoBarefoot.com and get the discount code DERU15 to get 15% off your final purchase. All right, now let's get on to the podcast. I don't need to do anything else. All I got to do is show up. Yeah, I don't That's need it, to do booby. anything right. else. But no, he was he was on me. But it wasn't like a bad way. Like I said, it wasn't a bad way. It was just like he always says. He was like, you wanted to do it. Yeah. And yeah, we just kept going with it as long as we can. I always sit back and think like, for my build and mm. how, you know, people don't really get out of the city that mm. much. So you look back and you're just like, where I'm from, it's it's not a bad place, but like people don't chase a lot of what mm. they should chase. That's how I feel. I feel like more people from Philly should actually go for more things that they're mm. gifted at or they have talent at. A lot, it's just like a lot of they stay in that, what they're comfortable with. Like the strength and numbers thing being in Philly, people love that. What part of Philly are you from? South Philly. And do we know anybody from South Philly that's like big? Rocky Balboa. Boom. That was a rhetorical <laughs> question, by the way. Just saying. But he's not real. I mean, he can be. Yeah, he he's can real be. in our hearts. There's a lot of Rockies there's a lot. in South there's a, Philly. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a Everybody lot. thinks he's real. Let's yeah. just put it like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, cheese, or was it? Cheesesteaks. Cheese yes. Cheesesteaks. What's the best cheesesteak you can get in Philly? I love, I mean, there's Ishka Bibbles. There's, okay, yeah, never heard of them. It's a name. It's definitely a name, Didn't Ishka Bibbles. Okay. There's, I mean, Pats and Gino's are classics. It's yeah, which one, Pats or Gino's, though? I'm a Gino's guy. Okay. Yeah, it's because right. I know some people. Shout out to Gino's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got it, but, so I I'll mean, go there. If Philly gets the bad rap, it's just like a cheesesteak city. There's such good food there. There's a yeah. great Italian food. There's Indian food. They have one of the best Indian restaurants in the country there. Okay, yeah, okay. So. That was not known. Yeah. All I know is the cheesesteaks. Yeah, go get some good food, man. I'm going to come out there, man. Well, but you're in Chicago now. I'm in now, Chicago, though. So, all right, so now what made you transition? I know we skipped a lot, but, like, so high school, you went, you played college. Yeah, I mean, that college, man, I was always hurt. I, yeah. I have, so, like, the best part of my athletic career was there was a moment from summer ball mm -hmm. into my senior year of college mm -hmm. where it was just, like, tunnel vision, man. I was, okay. like. No bullshit. One of the best players in the country mm -hmm. had that feeling like tunnel vision. It was just right there. Like, I don't care what you're throwing. I don't care what's happening on the field. The game was slow. Mm -hmm. And that's an awesome feeling. And mm -hmm. it's like the same thing. I'm sure you can relate to it when mm -hmm. you know, you're in the octagon or you're yeah. sparring with something and everything you see is just moving slowly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool to experience you're in, that. You're focused. You're in a flow state. Yeah. I mean, you're tracking pitches. Everything is mm -hmm. just dialed in. And that went by so fast because I was mm -hmm. hurt most of my mm -hmm. uh, college career and then it kind of bled into what I was trying to do as a pro. Mm -hmm. um, fouled the ball off my ankle. Ended up getting a mm -hmm. Jones fracture in my foot too. So I played half my senior season. Dang. With that, so at the time I was leading the country in batting average. Yeah. Um, I think I struck out maybe three times my mm -hmm. senior year. So I was like one of the hardest people in the country to strike out. Gotcha. And just couldn't do anything with it from mm -hmm. there. Like I was on one foot for about half the season. And then I tried the pro thing and then it just was a disaster from there. It's a sensitive mm -hmm. subject with gotcha. me too. Like pro 
tryouts. I, I rested like two years trying to heal my foot, mm -hmm. and then I broke it again with mm -hmm. a workout. It's the minors, AAA. Yeah. Or? Well, just like a regular tryout. I mean, God knows where they would have sent me. Like yeah. either like single A, double A, doesn't gotcha. matter. At the time, it, they just who knows where they would have sent me. And gotcha. then it was just like it was always something. Mm -hmm. Just could never stay healthy. And I was like, I should probably do something else. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, were you like, all right, I need to make an, well, I have to make a decision. Yeah. Like, am I going to transition into just being a coach or? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a, it's an interesting story because I don't know if my brother was just joking with me uh -huh. at the time. Um, I came back from California. I was playing in a California winter league in Palm okay. Springs and I played really well out there. I thought I did enough to get signed by somebody. Mm -hmm. And at the time they just were like, you're too old. And I yeah. was 26, and mm -hmm. that's if you know anything about like baseball or pro sports world. Granted, it's old, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. if there's not money invested in you at a young age, they're not going to give a shit about you hmm. at 26, unless you're like you're doing something spectacular, like you're throwing 100 miles an hour or gotcha. something, gotcha. like the ball's just jumping off your bat. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so but my brother goes, you know, what you should do, you should just go be a strength coach. You're always working out anyway, and I don't know if he was joking or whatnot, but I literally walked around the corner, saw how the process worked, and yeah. that's the story of me becoming a strength coach. What, what, what gym was that? It was Sweat Fitness. Oh, shit. Yeah, I look like a Sweat Fitness guy, that's right? amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, it's almost funny, because I started in Snap Fitness. Did you really? Yeah. Interesting. I had a Snap Fitness, because I got locked up, and they didn't, they didn't let me out anywhere else, so I was, I was Snap Fitness. I actually became the PT director. Nice. Yeah, didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I just did it. I was like 20 years old, 21 years just old. Just selling programs to that, people. Yeah, the sheet out, the sheet. circling. Listen, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Here, pa here and Package here. one, right? you get 12 <laughs> sessions, 10 sessions. You, this is the best deal that you can get here. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I understand this? it. Let me go talk to my manager. I'll be right yeah. back. Let's there was no manager, by it the way. It was you. Now you just go in the back room. Absolutely, I'll come back. I got it. Yeah. We got it all set. So you're gonna buy the best one right here, and then I take the commission. Uh, so all right. So listen, we let a lot out of the bag with that. Sorry about that. Like the big box gyms. Sorry. We're good, man. You, now you know. Now you know. So just come to to us, and yeah. we can train you for real. We got you. Uh, so when that happened, were you were you like, all right, I need to get certifications. I need to get you know yeah. more education. I went and got like the most Joe Blow cert, like the triple AI as quick as we could. Yeah. So I had that for a while. And then I went into, there was another facility called City Fitness, mm -hmm. and they had an MBSC Thrive. And I had no idea what MBSC stood okay. for, so it was Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. Gotcha. And they did the whole like outfit, like you're gonna go through the regiment, like two week program, learn all the Boyle stuff. Yep. And basically, lo and behold, Mike Boyle is somebody in our industry, yeah, right. apparently. <laughs> and basically got a free education on that. I spent maybe two or three years in that that world and mm -hmm. that was another thing where I started to do kind of like my own thinking and where you know you start to develop a little bit of creativity sure. where you're kind of like limited love the boil method mm -hmm. lay the foundation for a lot of what I do now between that and what I learned from my pops um, mm -hmm. but yeah it's just like how can I take this and make it more creative mm -hmm. take these exercises and make them my own yeah. type deal so yeah. that was like when the wheels really started to go when uh, when, how old were you then? Twenty six. Okay. Sorry. So you just, so that's that's similar to me. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So now you're head first in the coaching. Yeah. Who was your first clients that you've had? Gen pops, baby. Yeah. I thought I was gonna be like, well, I was a big athlete, or yeah. I thought I was, yeah. and I'm just gonna have all these pro guys just come knocking on my door, <laughs> and yeah. they didn't. It was it's like Karen and <laughs> Betty and all these <laughs> soccer moms down the street. But how how did that help you? with like your, your way of training now? Cause I know that that's a big thing where you, you know, you have to have a develop a base just like yeah. you were in training, you have to develop a coaching base. Well, it's communication, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I have a degree in journalism and I'm mm -hmm. always like, well, I never did anything with my degree. But when I look back at it, it's like, you did a lot with your degree, like yeah. all that communicating, you would yeah. have to go on the street and literally interview people. It's funny how to that works. Write, right? And yeah. you don't even think about it at the yeah. time. You're just like, I wasted this money of scholarship for, sure. for no reason, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. really using it a lot because I know how to communicate with literally every type of person that walks in the gym. Talk about that a little bit because that's a huge thing, man. Yeah. Like, I think when I see a lot of these young coaches, they come in and they're coming from like, you know, the academic world. They don't have that ability to communicate well. Yeah. And that's a big thing to have because if you can't relay over information, you can't talk to individuals, you can't uh, get a bond going or like buy-in in general, 
you're not going to be able to have sustainability, right? Right. I mean, I think we live in a different world now where everyone's just so bogged down with social media. Mm-hmm. So our communication skills are already screwed to begin with, like yeah. the, the younger generation. Um, but being able to actually, you know, have a rapport with someone that's maybe 30 years older than you mm-hmm. or just like have a normal conversation with them about their day. It's yeah. like, it's so important. And, you know, the way I always thought about it was like th- this person doesn't matter who they are mm-hmm. or where they're from, like they can be going through the most in their day. Like seeing you coming into the gym, mm-hmm. you have to make it the best hour they've had all mm-hmm. week. Yeah. If they only train with you one time a week, if it's two times a week, you have to be the best hour of their day, Absolutely. no matter what. And yeah. it's just like goes a long way to show if you can do that and build that rapport, mm-hmm. it lasts a lifetime. So now with all of that, you develop these skills. How long did it take you to actually get your first athlete? When did I get my first athlete? I think I didn't, well, we had some sprinkled in there. They, I mean, they weren't like the high level athletes. It was more like uh-huh. high school and um, college athletes. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my first pro athlete, literally, I don't think until I moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had guys who were like right on the cusp of like workouts, yep. this, that, and the other thing. Or it was like guys that just didn't trust me yet, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, because okay. I just didn't have the rapport of working with other people yet. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when I was still trying to grow the Instagram, grow who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a soccer guy who actually went against the grain of training at, at the college I ended up getting hired at mm-hmm. and was working with me off of an, like a double ACL. And that was a really cool experience where he's yeah. like, oh, I've been watching you on Instagram. We're going to go now. He's like, comes to me. And he's like 26 years old, still in college. He's a trainer now. Yeah. Um, super cool dude, super cool experience, yeah. like rehabbing this kid. And I'm just like, am I stepping on people's toes? Yeah. Like I got contracted by the university to do the gen pop. And it was like a really cool experience for me. Like I had a friend who worked nice. there and super grateful for offering me the uh, opportunity to work at a university where they had like a rec center. But also they said, all right, here are these rooms do whatever you want. So they were like private training rooms and they literally let me like develop like the whole programming, my own programming, whatever I wanted. And it was like the coolest experience because that was like the first time I was on my own in a space and it was, it was cool. So now you're developing this, this system, right? That you do now. And like, how did you start to one, how did you start to like really get traction with your Instagram with all your social media stuff. Because you've been posting for a lot, and you post a lot too yeah. as well. And it's consistent. Yeah. And this is why you've been able to build that social media following, which has helped you in your business, yeah. correct? Oh, for sure. I think it was like taking non-traditional, I don't want to say I was like one of the OGs of doing like a lot of advanced plyometric movements, mm-hmm. but I was one of the OGs of doing a lot of advanced plyometric <laughs> movements. <Yeah. laughs> Humble brag, I mean, run it. I mean, you know yeah i mean i there wasn't a lot of people using bands like doing like i didn't see like i would always instagram was different right Right. the algorithm was different like what we saw was very different Mm. back then and it was like what aren't people doing and it might have not been a lot of good stuff i was posting Mm. like i would go back now like i would never do that now Mm. but it was like how can i get people's attention and do it in somewhat of a smart way I, i had to figure out a way so i was like bands jumping how am i athletic and just showcase that as much as possible so if people think that i'm doing this i can get them to do that also so that was my way of kind of like stepping out of the box and doing that gotcha when did you start to see like oh i I should keep doing this and this is working for me i think i had a post that like hit over that hundred thousand mark where that was like a big thing yeah and then the following went from like five thousand to ten thousand instantly and i'm just like okay now there's power in this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because before it was just like hundred thousand, nothing really happened. It was just like one post, yeah. and it was, I think it was a <laughs> a band resisted uh-huh. in place run where I put the bands around my feet too. So stupid. And, <laughs> <laughs> like I love the in place band resisted runs for like sure. aerobic capacity at yeah. a certain point, but like yeah. <laughs> there's no That's point funny. to put the band around my feet. Video. Yeah, I don't even know if it, it might have archived it. I'm like, I'm gonna get rid of this. But yeah, um, that one video kind of blew me up. And yeah. then I did another video where it was a plank uh, med ball toss. So I was in a plank position mm-hmm. and I had the med ball and I switched it constantly hmm. to my other hand as I was switching hands. Okay. And then that got reposted, reshared. People yeah. were stealing it, huh. just like taking credit for it. And I was like, 
Yeah. The, the social media thing is wild. Yeah. That's when like people really started reaching out and wanted to work with me. It was cool. Yeah. So who was the ones that actually reached out for you? Um. So it was a lot of soccer. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that though? I think it's just like. If you see how they train, like we talked a lot about this already, it's mm-hmm. just like you can tell they like to not touch weights mm-hmm. sometimes, and movement is like what they do. Like yeah. I think a lot of what I show is like they all think they can transfer to the soccer field, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of was drawn yeah. to like myself and to the soccer players. Mm-hmm. But I mean, am I going to have some of these guys doing some crazy advanced plyometrics? Yeah. Not really. But, I mean, I'm going to go along with it. We talked about lateral movement, right? Lateral force displacement. They don't do a lot of that, right? No. Or they, 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 they stay away from it? Why is that? Um, so, it's funny. Like, you'll get a lot of soccer players. They have a lot of hip issues. Okay. Hips, adductors, hip flexors. Just because they stay in, like, such a, mm. like, same plane mm. all the time. Yeah. And, like, they take these little steps. Like, mm. with the ball, a lot of soccer players are great movers with the ball. Without the ball, they're not the greatest movers. Mm. And that's no shade at anyone I've worked with or anything. It's just, like, it's a fact. Like, you put yeah. the ball at their Specific. feet. Yeah, and they're great. Without the ball, it's kind of awkward, right? Mm. It's almost like you get the type of, like, gator arms and, like, the very tiny tap dancing steps. And that's the one thing I, like, strive to get the soccer world out of. It's just, like, yeah. speed ladders. BOSU balls, like putting more force into the ground, not taking it away from the ground, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you, it's really cool to see a soccer player being able to do like a curve run into an acceleration and try to chase someone yeah. down the field. They need that. Yeah, I mean, just being able to put that yeah. into a program. Like, we don't, they don't necessarily understand why they're doing it, but mm. it's a switch, and I always relay it back to man, we have to be the best in the five to 10 yards of acceleration. And yeah. once we can develop that, and once we have that into our program and understand that, mm-hmm. you're going to be the best athlete on the field. What, is, what are you seeing that a lot of strength coaches and sport coaches are doing wrong with soccer practice and soccer training in general? It's just not the non-belief in strength training. Mm. And I know it's a lot in the international game where it's not a lot of strength training. And then you see some guys who are super jacked Mm -hmm. and they think like that's genetics. Mm. I mean, to a certain degree, it could be, but also Mm. they train. Like you can tell they train. And again, like I said, it's the speed speed ladders, Mm -hmm. the BOSU balls, the constant just like jumping over things for no reason. Mm while you're just like have the ball at your feet. I'm like, there's not landmines on the, f- I know people are slide tackling you, but yeah. like you play on a stable surface. Yeah, it's not yeah. like bat, the third that's Batman funny. with the fields blowing up behind, <laughs> like that's when you might need it. But bang, bang <laughs> yeah. Games, yeah. I mean, it's just like so watered down and I'm, I'm sure if you scroll through the search page on Instagram, you'll see a lot of really bad, bad training. There's a, there's a couple that I do see with soccer that I, I was like, I don't know if I, that makes sense, but I'm not a soccer guy, so yeah. I, can't, I can't, you know, yeah. speculate. But what I can say is that I do know movement, yeah. right? And I know how to get an athlete better. There's certain things that you cannot do or certain things you should not do in order for them to actually progress in the sport. Yeah. There is sport specifics, though, however. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you do from a specificity standpoint mm-hmm. that can correlate over to soccer training, just in that perspective. There's a couple, I like to train all my players to like be bullies, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's a contact sport, like the women's game, like I have more experience in the women's game than the men's game. The women are way more aggressive than yeah. the men. Men flop a lot. Really? Yeah, it's like my biggest pet peeve. I'm just yeah. like, why are we falling to the ground so much? I know they're trying to I get calls. I think the calls. NBA took that from yeah, that right. as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, why are we falling so much? But the women's mm-hmm. game is actually physical, and yeah. I enjoy watching the women's game a little bit more than the men's game because of that. Yeah. And I think some of the methods I've instilled in like my programming where I will actually get in and do some of the movements where I'll like lean on the athlete, have them do a little bit of a – it's almost like a sled push or like mm-hmm. pull where I'll lean up against them because a lot of the time you're playing 1v1 against somebody trying to win the ball, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of time there's just like body on body, hip on hip, shoulder on shoulder. So a lot of me being like hip and shoulder, like manual resisted movements, yep. I will do a lot of that. Gotcha. And 
there's a bunch of different exercises we can do to mm -hmm. do that. I mean, I'll use the Kaiser where we kind of have those, I think they're the 90, 45 degree handles where mm -hmm. I'll hold them mm -hmm. and I'll turn the Kaiser up as high as we can. Mm -hmm. They'll lean, they'll pull the Kaiser and I'll be on their shoulder mm -hmm. pushing against them because at the end of the day, like the ball's at their feet and they have to win that 1v1. Mm -hmm. So there's resistance from both ends, mm -hmm. right? And I'm just sitting on their opposite side, yeah. laying into them. That's one of my favorite exercises I, think cool. I came up with them. I like that, I like yeah. that. When you're looking at producing power and creating power let's put it like that what is your like prime focus in the beginning and yeah. then the, what's the progressions from there yeah i think it's to always move with intent right mm -hmm. so if we're, we train slow our athletes are probably going to be slow yep. if we can move fast then we're going to succeed a little bit better mm -hmm. um my main exercises i love to build reactive strength mm -hmm. i mean you talked we talked about it on the instagram live yep. it was uh you never know how much time you're going to have mm. with these athletes, especially yeah. with fighting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get called into a fight, you got a short period of time. So soccer off season two is pretty crazy mm. because it's almost like a nine to 10 month season sometimes. Yeah. And then you get vacations spliced in right after. You mm. want these guys to rest. You want yeah. them to just like build some type of relaxation back up mm -hmm. where their bodies are healed because it's a long season man how long how long is the games how many games uh it all depends on it could be anywhere between like 30 to 40 games i think some mm -hmm. of them play mm -hmm. but yeah. like you go into the postseason and they're still playing yeah it's all your and then some of the leagues they add these like middle of the season tournaments in mm -hmm. and then you get like olympic breaks for these guys going to play in the olympics yeah and then um world cup God knows if it's a World Cup, time for the World Cup, you have the, those games lumped in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. But, um, yeah, well, you're basically looking at like 10 months of programming. When you, so when you have like an off season, what's, like, what's our prime focus? Like obviously building general fitness and everything else. Bigger, stronger, faster. I know it's like the oldest like model, but mm -hmm. I mean, we're not going to get too much bigger yeah. but we're trying to be as explosive and powerful as possible like day one when you're coming back in i talked about it we're trap bar we're jumping mm -hmm. we're band resisted we're doing anything possible to get some type of fast twitch muscle fiber back mm -hmm. and then we're going from there i mean the same thing even when we're pressing um band resisted bench presses if we can get some accommodator resistance on there too i love it i mean as much as we can kind of load up and move i have some but the girls come in and they're just like, all right, we're lifting some fucking weight now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best when you can actually yeah. have people buy into that. And it's like, it's cool to see. They like, like that? Yeah. It's like, I've never lifted this much weight since college. And they've been pro athletes for five, six years. And I'm just like, yeah, well, it's unfortunate. we know what we're doing. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's unfortunate. Super unfortunate. <laughs> With upper body strength training, yeah. do you find that, like, it's almost neglected in a sense, right? With soccer? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, right. that's where you kind of run into the, oh, I'm going to get big and bulky yeah. and I'm not gonna be able to move mm -hmm. or it's just like no you're not mm -hmm. like if you're not taking any excess supplementation or illegal yeah. supplements you'll True. be fine yeah you'll be okay what do you usually focus on with upper body training so it's funny like I do a sequence like a contrast sequence where I don't think a lot of people utilize depth drops in like a sense of like a push-up so I'll mm. load the boxes up higher and have them True. drop into yeah. that push-up position because yeah. at the end of the day we have to be able to absorb force with our upper body too yeah so my favorite sequence to add in is heavy push whether it's bench press or dumbbells gotcha. and then we go to that accelerated band push-up yep. band drop and then i love doing an accelerated med ball toss if it's half kneeling fall to the wall yeah accelerated push into the wall that's you, probably one of my favorites you do a lot of contrast work too, yes i do huh? And, it, and it's and it's almost like it's like giant set type of yep. type of work though. Yeah. Why did you decide to really start doing that? Bang for your buck. Yeah. I just feel like we can get so much more accomplished where it doesn't have to be okay. There's 15 exercises in the program. I feel like eight is like a perfect amount of exercises we can mm -hmm. get accomplished. So we, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we have like a block of four what we're trying to get done, even if it's not like high rep, high volume, high set. Boom. That first sequence of contrast training is going to cook you regardless yeah so that's also a huge thing getting athletes to understand this yeah. is not fitness this is not your sport mm -hmm. you're going to rest mm -hmm. in between these sets yeah so especially with soccer because yeah. it's go 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 they love fitness yeah, they love to be on the move they love to go so getting them to understand that we're trying to build muscle we're trying to get you to where you need to be in order to mm -hmm. understand the you know the constant struggle there is through the season that keep your body healthy yeah you need a rest
how are you relating that over to them? Like, how are you how are you telling them? Okay, you need to rest. You need to you need to make sure that you're taking your time in between your sets and not doing what. Because I got my guys. I know <laughs> well, how they it's go. Funny. I'm like, yeah, shadow just, boxing in yeah. between sets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I would lump in some mobility drills too. Okay. So hip mobility, if there's any type. So that's a perfect way. Or I just tell them to go make a TikTok. Yeah, go in the corner. Make that's amazing, by the way, how <laughs> how, the, how the life has transitioned into the TikTok world. Yeah. That's but cool. yeah, mobility is always a good breakup in between those. I like that, yeah. yeah. Corrective exercise is yeah. something in there that's not going to tax them. it in. So I, was, I wanted to get at, like, when you do these sequences, when you do these contrast sets, what's the, well, let's, let's go over this. What's the daily routine or let's say what's the workout look like for you? when you get a guy in, or a girl in, whatever? Um, so my favorite thing to do is to assess them. If they're an athlete coming to me for the first time, um, I will, I, I don't say I mess with them, mm -hmm. I just like to see how you move. Gotcha. So some days I won't even let you touch a weight for a week okay. or so, because I just want to be able to clean up some things before we even touch weight, Yeah. right? So if you're a poor mover without the weight, why am I gonna load you up of course. with any type of weight? And mm -hmm have that responsibility of you hurting yourself, yeah. right? Um, I find it funny that not a lot of athletes still, no matter the level, know how to hinge properly, which is always interesting. Yeah. Um, not knowing where to load their hips. But I will take them through a very easy linear sequence after I just kind of see if there's any like mobility things going on, the ankles, mm -hmm. the hips type deal. Gotcha. And then very simple linear stuff and then I will go into the lateral movement yeah, yeah. and then the lateral movement kind of bleeds into okay can we flip our hips and then it gets real and then I'm able to see where then we start seeing all the yeah. Kaiser shit going on yeah, yeah. and then it's like okay Bands. we can't flip our hips okay we can't do this we can't stick our foot in the ground we can't transition yeah. back into an accelerated position from mm -hmm. a hip flip and all these things so it's always linear lateral and then the fun hip flip stuff at gotcha. the end you can tell a lot and you bring them back if they can't flip uh -huh. their hips you bring them back into yeah. okay and I always work that in throughout the program okay too, that I will if it's not like a 20-minute block, mm -hmm. depending on how much time I have with them, yeah. 15, 20 minutes, where we spend a little bit of time just doing movement and just cleaning that stuff up. Okay. It's like the perfect amount of time where it's not like overkill. Yeah. And I don't change the cueing a mm -hmm. lot. I know, I mean, I don't know how you are with cueing mm -hmm. movement stuff, but for not me, giving them the same cues. If is, it works, it works. Exactly. Yeah. And then some people don't pick up on it. And yeah. I'm just like, what can I do? How can I relay this message better to them? Mm -hmm. But I've been lucky enough that it has worked yeah. where we can pick the movements up and we're able to kind of build off of that. Gotcha. But it's the same cueing because I don't want them to go to like neuro overload. Sure. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking about 15 different things at mm -hmm. once instead of just like this one cue yeah. that I'm giving you. So what, what cues have worked for you? Um, chest over the toes a little bit works okay. a lot so i will have a lot of soccer guys that'll dump their shoulder okay getting them to understand that i'm trying to keep the cent the center mass just like over their toes why is that though i mean they spend so much time if you watch a soccer game so this is what i did um we'll get back to that so as an assistant i would literally be on the sideline i had a notebook mm -hmm. and for the days i was just like i mean if you're in pro sports, there's not much to do once practice starts, yeah. like, unless you're rehabbing someone. Yeah. So I had the notebook, and they would make fun of me because it literally just said notebook on it. And I would sit there, <laughs> and nice. I would pick like a position like uh, outside back. So I'm watching the outside back mm -hmm. for like 15, 20 minutes throughout like a 11 v 11 or like a short-sided game. Mm -hmm. um, so pens on the paper, and I'm doing this with them. And I'm following them with the pen oh, wow. on the paper. And the pen doesn't come off the paper. <laughs> and the whole time yeah. until the whistle blows or they come off the field yeah. and I'm looking at that and then that's how I built out that's dope. individual programs for movement patterns for specific athletes in soccer like I looking like at what they do constantly and then the next day boom do it again see how they match up day to day wow that's free game for you guys that's it pro tip it was weird because <laughs> they're just like looking at me like I'm Rain Man or something just yeah, like he's like doing this, this fucking guy awkward crazy, thing bro. Yeah. Hey, the, kneeling just like staring at one person yeah yeah you like, should have got a uh what's it called the erector set yeah right <laughs> you should have got one of them things but it was cool to see because then you know i was fortunate enough to be you know in a position where i was able to build these warm-ups and like yeah. these like 
pre-practice movement patterns gotcha. where um, shout out to Megan Young appreciate you for you know allowing me to be myself in a pro setting and build mm -hmm. out these things really appreciate you for that mm -hmm. um, giving me that startup chance That's cool man. and they um, just said here be you and yeah. you know you don't get that opportunity too much especially with the um, the you know the career Megan mm -hmm. has had for mm -hmm. her to trust me like that it was really cool um, so building these movement patterns out and you know seeing Mm -hmm. how the athletes are picking them up and how they're able to develop over you know a preseason like a two-month preseason into the eight months into like a full-on like mm -hmm. championship run it was really cool when you're assessing an athlete right what are you what are the prime things you're looking at from like the ground up um how they're striking the ground mm -hmm. um if they're actually using their foot I know mm -hmm. that's like a huge debate on social media Do you get now. them out of the shoes yeah a okay. lot like you're coming out of those shoes yeah. and I just feel like you know we have to reboot from the ground up regardless you know we're yeah. rolling the foot out a little bit you're just in that hard like boot that soccer boot it's hard yeah. and there's not a lot of like cushion in it yeah, it's yeah. the spike I mean there's two different spikes they can use depending on the uh, surface they're playing on mm -hmm. and I just feel like if, I, if it was me, my feet would be destroyed. Yeah. Um, but it's not a comfortable boot to be mm -hmm. in. And being out of the shoes, it's like perfect. So I, we do spend a lot of time rebuilding, like regen, like stuff on the feet and the ankles and kind of working up that chain. And we talked about like getting back into the calves and rolling out the calves and doing stuff yeah. like iso holds, pushing down into mm -hmm. the foot, developing the midfoot, being able to actually, you know, have stiffness in the ankles. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might sound like crazy to them that we're talking about ankle stiffness but mm -hmm. you think about how they play a ball into them you know the ankle kind of has to be locked because if it's floppy the ball is going to go flying mm -hmm. type deal so there's a lot of exercises where you know bear crawls are a great way to kind of lock that in for them they won't even realize that you're putting a bear crawl into a program yeah. so they can get ankle stiffness and actually drive the foot into the ground gotcha. where i can knock out a couple birds with difference with one stone there yeah yeah for yeah. sure so then Let's transition because we talked a lot about soccer, yeah. but you've, you've, I mean, baseball, there's yeah. a bunch of, like golf now too, right? I love, I mean, I was talking about, I might just quit my job and become a professional golfer. Why not? <laughs> you see this money these guys are getting yeah, thrown man. around from yeah. all these, from it's live. It's like, okay, well, For I don't sure. have to be that great. <laughs> what are some of the major things that you see with like rotational sports? Because I'm the, obviously big into rotational sports. Yeah. What, what are some of the things that you think would be the best fit for those athletes? Uh, I mean, the general strength program. Now you yeah. look at a golf swing, it's vertical force. Like, mm -hmm. we don't think about it. We just think, oh, rotation, rotation. Watch the end of the golf swing. Okay. How they end up. It's all vertical, right? Yeah. So add yeah. your rotational stuff in. Do all the T-spine, the mobility work. But at the end of the day, lift heavy. It's okay. going gonna, gonna to transition. So look golfers... Get underneath the load, yeah. man. Lift. Get that. Uh, get the barbell on you. What is it? Um, I think TPI does a good job with yeah. a lot of their guys. I think John yeah. Rom, mm -hmm. they just released some of his training. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, bell squat, uh, sumo deadlift, That's dope. trap yeah. bar deadlift. I'm like, look, yeah. this guy just dope. won a. a Major tournament. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And this guy is lifting. I mean, he's mm -hmm. not like super in shape or anything, but yeah. like he's strong though. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. And it helps. Yeah, yeah. and he has the range of motion to kind of roll through these movement patterns mm -hmm. and hits it like three twenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. But like being able to lump all that together and getting an understanding—that's another sport where it's just like you're going to get big and bulky, mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to perform the way you want to. Like doing that's a, also like the getting them out of that. Bosu, mm -hmm. instability, like <laughs> it's just the two. Of course, like the two sports I'm really yeah. into right now. It's like how yeah, can I change? There. Yeah, how can I change this? Like the way of the world is. How can like you a, change it? Just constant. You being consistent, man. Yeah, <laughs> constantly just harping on it. I mean, I'll wear a couple bullets. I'm fine <laughs> with that. I have no problem. You're from wearing, Philly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We know. Yeah, I have no, no problem wearing. And he's in Chicago now. <laughs> You're fucking dodging all types of bullets over there. <laughs> I have no problem wearing those and like fighting with people sometimes about yeah. this shit. But it is what it is. What are some of the things that you've seen in the industry that you're like, I gotta change that, or it should be changed? Um, the fast feet don't eat thing. Mm. Um, I think that's interesting. Yeah, explain a little bit more on that. I mean, you look at how we generate power and we generate speed yeah cool like our feet uh -huh. are not 
where we're really generating that's the hips mm. right it's extension yeah we want to generate extension we want to be able to drive put force into the ground hmm. not take it away and okay. a lot of that's like tap dancing mm -hmm. right and there's like exercises where i'm just like i don't have a, guys do a lot of like the lat a lot a lot of soccer players love the lateral hurdle run yeah i just feel like i mean some people if you love it, it's great from like a neural perspective if we're trying to you know develop a very basic standard of you know body awareness but mm -hmm. at the end of the day i feel like that exercise you're literally just pulling your knees up to your chest mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just running through things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the old football mentality too. Yeah. We have to run over things yeah, in order yeah. for us to get faster. Yeah. And even those guys, I mean, you look if they have a good strength program, those yeah. guys are just getting bigger, stronger, faster. Sure. And it's not from it's doing, not from no, it's yeah, not, not like sure. lateral hurdle runs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff will be, that'll never go anywhere because that's mm -hmm. just like the old school mentality of, mm -hmm. okay, I just need to. Because the focus is more on hip flexion as opposed right. to extension. Right. Gotcha. But like, get these guys, develop your posterior chain, mm -hmm. be able to extend glutes, hamstrings, build it there and, yeah. you, and actually sprint. Yeah. I've had so many people come to me and be like, I need to get faster. Mm. Okay, so we're gonna, this is your sprint day, this is your movement day, well, I'm not running. Mm. Fuck you mean you're not running? Yeah. You have to run to get faster. <laughs> wow. Why, why do people say that though? Like, why do you think? I mean, some people have had bad experiences with other mm. strength coaches. I just feel like it's just like, it's not, I don't wanna say it's an entitlement thing. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's a, a know-it-all. Well, it's kind of like the same thing, but I sure. feel like we have their best interest at heart. And it's again, it's like building rapport with people. Yeah. You have to get them to understand this, but also it's like, I'm not running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're in a sport where you need you to run, run yeah, to get faster. Sure. Is there other ways to get faster? If there are, I would like to know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it. Like, you have to do these things in order to get the result you want. I mean, yeah. I might. Maybe there is. If you know them, please let me know. Well, I just think about it like, because I'm a strength guy. Yeah. But, but at the same time, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I work with combat sport athletes yeah. for the most part. You know, tactical. Right. We're not really straight line runners. So yeah. it, it, I don't really work a lot with that. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that, you know, even working with some high school football guys, college football guys, some of the NBA guys too, it's like we do a lot of sleds. We do a lot of prowlers. I've seen that happen. Mm -hmm. I've seen it work. I don't know, like, direct correlation, but I'm not testing for that. Right. I'm really looking at, all right, how well is this going to transfer? Right. Is there anything there from that perspective that you would see loading maybe linear runs that can cause some type of more like type of speed increases yeah but at the same time you're looking at it like okay i'm gonna load you on a run mm -hmm. you don't even want to run without a load sure so it's like yeah. this is going to be way more miserable more, yeah, for you yeah, and yeah. like way taxing for you mm -hmm. and it's like the soccer world too it's like it's all distance dominated mm -hmm. so it's like you think about the amount of tension and the amount of time it's spent just like on your tissue and like through a practice where you're going from a warm up to a passing to a technical to a, like a 11 v 11 mm -hmm. and maybe you're wrinkling in a lot of other start stop start stop constantly and then we have some coaches want to do sprint work at the end of a session mm -hmm. and not at the beginning of a session yeah. I always feel like your sprint work should be done in the beginning of a session no matter it becomes conditioning exactly yeah, yeah. right and you think about the amount of tension you're putting on that tissue and yeah. the exertion you're putting on that so like it's a recipe for disaster and that's like mm -hmm. a very older model in the soccer world too we're going to run after practice i don't is that a conditioning thing is that more yeah so but at the of end that? of the day it's just like doing the beginning of practice yeah right yeah, when they're fresh, fresh yeah. like if we're trying to get people faster yeah of course that do it in sense. the beginning yeah. but right. that that's how you should do it exactly right? speed power strength right hypertrophy conditioning yeah. right and that's just I like know. breaking the stigma of mm -hmm. like it is a sport it is what it is yeah. and i'm not that person i can't do that like mm -hmm. i can't i'm not an it is what it is coach yeah, yeah. right i'm always trying to find a solution how can cool. i get this person better i like that yeah, yeah. what can yeah. i do to get this person to where they want to be mm -hmm. like i'm in a room full if i'm in a room full of 25 athletes i want to make them the best at what they do in their position and get mm -hmm. them to be the best at their ability in the whole league mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. not just on the team i want 25 people on that team to be the best person at their position in the league not even the ones that aren't playing every day yeah so that we next person up Makes right. Sense. So if somebody gets hurt, boom, next person's in. We can take that and we're fine with them. Gotcha. Let's circle back to the content, mm -hmm. right? Because we got a lot of coaches here and I know they want to build up their Instagram, build yeah. up their social media. How did you start to like really develop your social media following? 
I think, like I said, it was like one or two videos where it popped. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, that's not the coach I am. I don't mm. want to be the guy yeah. just doing things because there's a lot of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fluff. That's one thing that I will say. I never looked at your content and was like, he's just doing that shit for, for yeah. likes and views. Yeah. Like, I always saw, I was like, I see what you're trying to do there. Yeah. I see what you're trying to do there. So, Appreciate that. Yeah. But it's like, it's weird because we'll always have people that will do that shit. Yeah. yeah. Just like, <laughs> no, for sure. It's just so much eyewash and so much fluff. Yeah. And then it's just like, how can I make it to a point where it's not something we're doing every day, mm. but you know, it's beneficial. Sure. I don't yeah. want to just post something for the sake of posting it. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I started to get the following. And then I was like, this is not who I am. I can't be this guy. Yeah. I'm a smart kid. I want to, you know, push this out to people and have people actually work with me and just not be like, oh, that's new. She's a, just an Instagram trainer. Yeah. I never want to be considered that. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I kind of transitioned more into, okay, here is what I actually do. Mm -hmm. This is how, why we're doing it. And, you yeah. know, there's always a what and a why. Yeah, no, that that was one thing that I've always saw with you was that, like, I've always seen the trick, like, how it can progress and then how you can regress it yeah. and then where it can tr fit and transfer over into the sport, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and any sport, really, because yeah. even with me, I'm looking at it from a combat sports perspective right. or a, a striking sports perspective because a lot of the stuff that you do is rotational. For sure. And lateral force, yeah. and I love that stuff, right? Yeah. Where, where did you decide to be like, all right, I want to put this stuff out because I don't see a lot of like weightlifting with you, though. I do a lot. I mean, I just don't think that's the thing, too. I don't think people want to see me lift weights. Gotcha. Right? So I love deadlifting. I love bench pressing. I love doing all that. And I just yeah. noticed that you look at the insights, and it's like that doesn't get yeah, used for much. me. So yeah. like everything I usually post is a sequence that I've done with an athlete. I don't always pull my camera out. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Film people. That's another yeah. thing. Like, I never really see you with a lot of the athletes. So yeah. that means that you're actually coaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't because a lot of them. I'm just like, I know you're here sure. with me, just like enjoying yeah. being here. And then if anything, I'm just like, hey, can we just like do this every once in a while? Yeah. Because I feel like people like, and it's an engagement thing too. Like, people like seeing me train mm -hmm. on my page, and it's just like, True. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like I know Same, what's yeah. going to get engagement. Yeah. and what's not and mm -hmm. it's just like all right well here's me doing a 375 reverse lunge with the fucking safety yeah. bar and i'm just like this is way more impressive than me jumping and yeah. it gets like 100 likes or 100 sure, views i'm yeah. like what yeah, it's what's funny how it here? works right you think that one thing's gonna blow and you're like no that didn't work yeah and then you go damn i didn't think that was gonna go yeah but yeah, also it's just like sometimes i like to show off and yeah just show people that i am actually strong yeah because they're like oh you lift weights yeah true because deceptively strong yeah say that right for sure it's the baseball thing yeah right the base pops the base back <laughs> the in the day pops. yeah the basement strength <laughs> yeah that's it what do you so anything else that you want to talk about here i'm open to anything so all right i want to take it back a little bit because it seems to me like your dad, your pops, was like an instrumental part of your, yeah. your career, your life in general. Sure. What are some of the things, the positive lessons that he's instilled in you? I mean, he's always a hardworking guy. Yeah. Um, I, well, the gym we had, it was like a life lesson mm -hmm. for me. It was like dusty, dirty, and I get people yeah. hit me up all the time, and they're just like, so there's another facility that I'll train out of sometimes, and it's like kind of the same vibe. Yeah. And it reminds me of being in that older facility, and I had somebody, I posted a couple of videos there in my story, and people were like, oh, I thought you only trained at nice gyms. And I was like, oh, yeah, wow. that's funny. Because I remember walking to the facility that my dad had. We moved it from the basement to another basement, yeah. <laughs> like a couple blocks down, and like crazy. me and my buddy would have to like clean the cockroaches up <laughs> first before we could even use it and yeah. we had like this big sink there too and it was like he's like make sure after you use it mm. you wipe the sink down mm. so there's no water drops anywhere yeah. i was like why are we doing this like it's just like yeah. at the end of the day you're like this is discipline you look back at it true right if you can take care of this facility where there's like it's just you in there like why would anybody mm -hmm. care that much well, yeah. this is what they have yeah. right something that might not mean a lot to other people it means a ton to somebody like that's my dad's like his life of what he's put together mm. collecting this equipment something that can bring him peace and like have him be happy for the time he's down there mm. right so me respecting that space is kind of how i've gone into my 
life in my career of like going into other gyms like you having me mm-hmm. in here like if we train after this mm-hmm. i'm cleaning this shit up <laughs> i'm not leaving anything out like even where i'm at now like i'm yeah. cleaning that shit up yeah, nothing yeah. gets left out i make yeah. sure of it and it's a respect thing for sure. but i just remember being in those basements when it was freezing in the winter yeah. when it was like a thousand degrees in mm-hmm. the summer mm-hmm. and <laughs> craziest thing he would be like all right we had the rotational fans and they're just like the old school like yeah. little mini fans oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, I remember that. he goes uh-huh. just get some ice put it in a tray and have the fan blowing on you'll be like air conditioned wow <laughs> like, that's amazing that actually is not a bad idea it's not but at the end it's like, like yo pop your nuts i think we're gonna do that yeah <laughs> save some money yeah right <laughs> but like you learn so much about yourself just like in those situations looking back and it's yeah. like Man, I'm in this basement, it's dusty, it's dirty, and the weights are rusted, and I was like, mm-hmm. that was some of the most fun I've ever had training sure. in my life. Yeah, and we, I was like, you I learned would, a lot about yourself, too. Exactly. Well. Like, if you yeah. can do this, you walk there, didn't have a license at the time, so I'm walking there mm-hmm. in the snow, in the heat, and yeah. you're just like, you're dedicated. Mm-hmm. And even during the times where I was like, didn't know where I was going mm-hmm. in my life or like anything, that gym always found peace That's for cool. me. So this was always like the direction Dope. I was meant to be in. And like, I've cared like so much about other people's development. I've yeah. kind of lost sight on my own development. That's which has been crazy. Though. It's important because yeah. you said this. You said it at the Q and A, and like you do have to take a step back and reflect mm-hmm. a lot of times because you can get caught up. And I'm not saying like stare at the scoreboard type shit, but you know. For me too as well, I had to take a step back and really like see exactly what's going on mm-hmm. so that it, it can keep me going forward. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because if you're always on a constant grind and you're just continuing to push the envelope, you can get burnt out. And I hate to say that because it, it, it's some people take it in a negative way, right? but it's true. Like You can definitely cause issues down the line and can stop your progress. Mm-hmm. So you know, I would say give yourself some flowers here and there. But on top of that, never settle. Right. Right. And I'll, I'll say this from experience, watching you, seeing the stuff. I wouldn't have you out here, you know, and doing all this stuff if I didn't believe in your credibility. I didn't believe in what you do and I didn't believe in your passion. You have all of that and you're going to keep moving forward with it. I appreciate that. No doubt. And I felt that like being burnt out, like yeah. just getting to that point, And I'm just like, man, I need to do something. Yeah. And taking the step back and just like sitting on the beach here, like the last couple of days before I've come into the gym, just yeah. like, dude, like that people from where I'm from get the opportunity to go to Ukraine. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I'm just like, probably no one, probably, <laughs> if I'm being honest, you yeah. just take a step back and it's like, shit, I've done some really cool things. True. That's some really cool opportunities i work with some of the best athletes in the world mm-hmm. in their sport and i'm just i need to take more time for myself and develop that but i'm happy you said that i appreciate that yeah just keep it moving bro. yeah you know what i'm saying you're gonna do great things and it's gonna continue on appreciate you're it you're young still you know it's a lot i'm older than you i know bro but listen <laughs> i got a lot of kids man like a lot not even my own kids but i also have kids that i work with so i feel like a father yeah. um where can they find you on instagram all of that good stuff. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram. It's Nooch underscore 13, N-O-O-C-H underscore 13. Stop asking me to change it. I will never change it. It's who I am. Who's asking you to change it, bro? I get people all the time. For real? Me. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll make it more something fitness. Like, Nooch Fitness. I'm like, fuck yourself. That's <laughs> no. It doesn't make any sense. Let them it's do who it I am. It's yeah, who, like, no, for it's, sure. Yeah. It's the childhood nickname. I can't change it. Man, YouTube's going to come out. We're going to do a podcast. We're yeah. going to get it all done. I right? need, I'm going to step into the YouTube world soon, yeah. and then we'll do more on there. And For sure, yeah. I mean, I got the little TikTok thing mm-hmm. going. Maybe okay. do a program together. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think it'd be, be a dope thing we to do. should do a seminar together. Well, that's that's coming, too. We can do that. There's a lot of things, but you have to stay tuned. <laughs> Thanks again, my brother. I appreciate you. My man. All right. Appreciate we're going to get it. some working out. And then, you know, I need that. you guys also make sure that you check out the two YouTube videos over on my main channel. We did some power workouts, some core rotational stuff, all the stuff that he does, put me through it, so on and so forth. Thanks again for watching. See you again next time. Peace.